Hey there, welcome to Heart Rate, the podcast where we talk to everyday runners, hear their stories, and learn what moves them. I'm Coach Nick. And I'm Coach Andy. Thanks for stopping by. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Heart Rate. Uh, thanks for stopping by. We have a wonderful guest for this episode. We have Winnie Locke. Um, I have known Winnie for several years now. Uh, I met her only after I started running. But if if you, you are listening to her episode, there's a good chance you already know who she is. She knows everybody. I don't know how she does it, but I have legit been out of this state. And people are like, how do you know Winnie? Like, how do you know Winnie? Everyone <laughs> knows her. She's she's awesome. Her running journey is astounding. And the things that she does are just awesome. Um, so thank you, Winnie, for joining us. How are you doing? Thanks for inviting me. How are you? Um, I'm good. I'm good. Um, we were just talking about the weather here in Atlanta, and that's been crazy, but um, it's it's good. Awesome. How how is your ankle? Like, how long do you have before you can start running again? I don't know. So I rolled it a couple of weeks ago, about right. three weeks ago now, at a trail race, and um, you know, like. I don't believe in being hurt. I think a lot of runners, uh, you know, ascribe to the same mentality. And so I'm like, yeah, let me ice it and rest it and wrap it for a week. And then, you know, maybe like don't run for a little bit, but then go run a 10K. And then last week I ran a marathon. So, you know, um, I mean, I went to my chiropractor and she said that it was still a a little swollen. So Mm -hmm. she said, why don't you not run this week? So I'm seeing her next week and we'll see what she says. I hope that your ankle heals up quickly. Um, Thank you. And we will a little bit later talk about the marathon that you ran because you also (laughs) did kind of awesome in it. Um, (laughs) But we'll get to that later. Let's let's start a little more simple. Um, So tell, tell us just a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? What do you do? Um, do you prefer road or trail running? Do you enjoy both? What's the story? Um, So, I mean, running wise, I never ran in, in my youth. Mm -hmm. In fact, I remember in middle school, you know, the, the PE classes where you have to run laps around the field and the teacher would, you know, mark on your hand, every lap you made. I remember me and my friends would go to the back corner, like furthest away from the teacher and try to like use our spit and like, <laughs> and, and try to like make more marks to make it seem like we ran more laps. Wow. Like that's, that's how not into running I was. Um, that's and, pretty extreme winning. I, I know. Right. Like we were not into running. Um, cause you know, it just didn't seem cool. Right. You're of course. Middle school, you know, you're like huffing and puffing around a field And, you know, it just doesn't seem like a fun thing. Um, You know, so I didn't get into running until I was an adult. So in 2011, um, I used to work in theater, Um, you know, not really exercising that much, going to spin classes occasionally, but not really running. And and I ended up trying to do the uh, Couch to 5K program. Okay. Um, which is, I think, a very popular program and a good one to, you know, get anyone to get up on their feet. 
And, um, and I think it's a nine week program, but even before I never completed it, even before the nine <laughs> weeks was up, I was like, let me just sign up for a 5k. Um, and so I did. And I have to say, I fell in love with the swag. <laughs> <laughs> you, so, you do have yeah. quite the swag collection. I do. Um, but it was, it was kind of like the thing where, you know, you, you get a bib and then with that race, you get a shirt and I'm just like, cool, this is so neat. <laughs> and so then that first year, this is in 2012 now, I ran nine 5Ks. I just like was hooked on 5Ks. It's and, a fun distance. You know, I know. <laughs> it's a great distance. It's fantastic. And the good thing for me was that because I did couch to 5K, I had that base of a 5K. Right. So I would run like a 5K a month and you know, just totally enjoy it, go to different areas of, you know, New York City, get a bib, get a shirt, you know, sometimes you get a medal, um, and just kind of meet new people. And that was really cool. And then um, at the end of the year, I was like, you know, 5k seemed easy, maybe I'll try a 10k. Right. And of course, 10k is double the distance. Right, so right. I stuck, you know, it was really, it was really hard. It was, and, and then I was like, oh, maybe that's a lot harder. Um, and then actually Terry, uh, my good friend Terry, who you know very well, <laughs> um, she was the one that told me about um, New York Roadrunners and how they have four and five mile races. And she's like, well, if you're looking for something between a 5K and a 10K, then maybe you should try some of their races. And so I did. And so that's, I mean, that's how it started. I just you know, did the fat, uh, couch to 5k program, started running 5ks, got hooked on swag <laughs> and then just, you know, like kept doing it more and more. So you, you, you jumped up to the four or the five milers, 10ks. Uh, when did you, you, you do your, uh, first half? Uh, my first half was in 2014. Okay. So, so, the progression, I guess, was, you know, I liked running races. Right. Um, I started getting to know more and more people in the running community. Um, and I think, like, I found it a challenge, right? So, you know, any new distance, you know, my first, like, 15K, let's say, or 12K, or, you know, you just keep wanting to challenge yourself. Right. And so I was living in Queens at the time and I love Queens, New York. It's the best borough, I think. Um, but debatable. Oh, well, you know, um, it, they, uh, they ended up having their first Queens half marathon. So it was put on by NYC runs. And I was like, this is a sign. It's the first Queens half marathon. And I love Queens. I should totally train and do this. And so that's how I ended up doing my first half marathon, you know? So, um, so yeah, it was really exciting and I got on a good training program. And at that point I was also in a place where I really wanted to better myself physically and mm -hmm. mentally and emotionally. So I was going to, you know, I had a personal trainer at that point. Okay. Um, I went to, she owned her own boutique gym. So I went to take a lot of classes there. So, you know, it was really cool just being a part of more and more a part of the fitness community. That's awesome. Um, 
was there anything that sort of triggered you wanting to run in general? Like that, that's, that, that sort of made you think, oh, I want to do a, a couch to 5k program. Right. I mean, I think in like a couple years before I did the couch to 5k, um, I was in a relationship and, and my boyfriend at the time, he wanted to go run. Um, and weirdly we talked about it a lot, but we never did it. You know, it was one of those things. Um, and I remember trying to go outside and running around the block. Right. Right. But then, you know, as someone who doesn't know what they're doing, you just go out and you try to run as fast as you can. Yeah. 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 You know, Very common. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just end up, end up winded and feeling like you want to throw up. And yeah. It sucks. Just, yeah. And you just feel not good. So then you're like, why do I want to do it? And so I didn't for two more years. <laughs> Um, and you know, it's one of those things in life where, you know, sometimes you do things maybe to get a guy's interest. Oh, sure. <laughs> so there was a guy I knew that he was a runner and I think I started wanting to run to try to impress him. Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah. whatever it takes. I know. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, now we're good friends, you know, but it's uh, it's just interesting how he introduced that to my life. Oh, sure. I mean, you know, I, as you know, I wound up meeting Terry sort of through running slash November project, you know, so it certainly brought people into my life that I would not have met otherwise. Um, it is one of the things I love about the running and the general sort of fitness community, particularly in New York, where it's so large, um, yep. you know, like there, are, you, you meet so many people from like every walk of life, um, that you wouldn't know otherwise. Definitely. It's, it, it's pretty astounding. It's, it's really awesome. Um, <clears throat> so you jumped a half. When did you do your first marathon? So my first marathon was a year later, okay. um, October, 2015. So in that year, there were a lot of things changed. So, um, I was working professionally as a theater stage manager and I became increasingly unhappy, um, every show that I did. And, um, and at the same time, I was getting more and more into the fitness community and the running community and November Project and really liking everyone I saw there. So then I ended up, you know, looking and getting a part time job with New York Roadrunners. Um, I was one of their first uh, customer service folks or now it's runner products and services that right, department. Right. So I was one of the first four. Um, and I started part-time with them January, 2015. And that was great because I had to work at races. I met more and more people and I saw my friends there and it just like seemed like such a positive, great community. And so, um, I was finishing up a show and I decided to see if there were any full-time jobs at New York Roadrunners and lo and behold, there was, and it suited me and my skills. So then in June, 2015, um, I went full time and just totally 
switch careers from theater to now running and putting on running events. Um, and I had at that point decided to do the New York city marathon. Okay. So the year before I realized I had nine plus one. Um, and so, but now because of my new job, I couldn't do the New York city marathon cause I had to work. Um, so then I decided to make the Yonkers marathon, um, <laughs> my first marathon in October, 2015. So that, that ended up being my first marathon. Can you describe the, the Yonkers marathon just a little bit? Yes. Um, so that year was the 90th running okay. of the Yonkers marathon. And for people who don't know, Yonkers is actually the second oldest marathon in the U.S. just after Boston. Um, it used to be that the Boston Marathon would be where the professional athletes went in the spring, and then they would do Yonkers in the fall. So oh. before you know New York City or Chicago or anything like that, Yonkers was the place to be in the fall. Wow. Um, I know. It's crazy, right? I didn't know that. That's, um, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, unfortunately they've had, I think some trouble keeping, you know, like a race organizer and all of that. So the course changes quite a bit. So that year NYC runs was putting it on and it was the first time in a long time where the marathon was one big loop. It used to be a lot of times it would be two loops of a half marathon, Okay. but that year it was one big loop and I was like, okay, I I'm training anyway, let's do this. Um, something that I learned was that, um, you know, pack for all weather. Oh yeah. You know, something I know now, uh, <laughs> but, uh, we were expecting it to be in the fifties, woke up that morning and it was 37 degrees. Oof. I only had shorts and a t-shirt. Uh, <laughs> luckily I had arm warmers with me well, and good. a buff. Um, so the buff was over my head and ears and mouth for a lot of the race. Um, Lisa Mendels, who, you know, mm -hmm. um, she was running the half that year and she ran with me the whole, the whole half until we had to, um, separate at mile 12. And she was really just a ray of positivity. I mean, she knew what she was doing. Um, she was really helping me out. I didn't even have enough nutrition on me. Oh, so she oh, was Winnie. like, here's some extra nutrition. Oh. I'm worried about you surviving this marathon. That's so sweet. So, yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, she's, you know, you know her. She's amazing. I do. I do. Yes. Um, and so, so I, you know, once I got uh, separated from the half marathoners, I think there were only maybe like a hundred people in the full. Oh, and okay. It was small. We, yeah, very small. We ran in live traffic. Um, and Yonkers is notorious for the hills. You can't go anywhere in Yonkers without encountering hills. So we would be running up big highways and hills and all of that. And, uh, and I finished, and it, it was such a great accomplishment. So, but you know, like with every race, you learn something and it was my first marathon and I learned a lot. Oh, absolutely. I, I feel like in the first marathon is where you sort of make every mistake that's possible. And yes. then from there, you sort of make fewer mistakes as you go on. Um, I, I don't think I've, I've run a marathon yet where I haven't made a mistake. You know, I'm hoping one day that that will happen, but who knows? 
Oh yeah. No, you're totally right. Um, no matter, no matter what you do. And especially, you know, when you travel for races, yeah. it's like, Oh, I have to pack eight other outfits just in case, or exactly, you know, all the accessories just in case. Yeah. <clears throat> so you, you ran that marathon and, um, for our audience, you, you sort of took on like every marathon that you could think of largely based, I think somewhere on, on like what their swag was, um, which yes. played a big role in, in the races you decided to, to do. But since then, like you, you jumped to marathons and you jumped to ultras. Um, what, what, what triggered like that, like massive shift to doing like all of these races often like sort of back to back or like within a very short window of time. Right. I mean, I think partly it's the travel, right? Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, didn't really have a chance to travel a lot growing up. My family didn't take vacations like that or anything. So I think partly it's the travel. And I mean, partly with November Project, it's visiting the other tribes, right? right. So that's a really cool thing to go visit, you know, other tribes, you know, traverbal. Um, so, so there's that, um, you know, and yeah, the swag is part of it. And I think it's also setting new goals. So after I ran my first marathon, I actually ran my second marathon 33 days later, <laughs> which is just, you know, crazy. Like, why would you do it's... that? Well, here's the thing. You're talking to somebody who did the same thing. Like, right. <laughs> I, I, I ran Chicago for my first marathon. And like two days later, I was like, I'm going to go run the Brooklyn Marathon. That's in like four weeks. Right. And that seemed like a great idea to me. Everyone else around me was like, why would you do that? I'm like, why not? Right. I mean, we have the base, right? Right. It's like, <laughs> like I'm already trained. I'm just sort of maintaining until – you know, it's race day again. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's exactly what happened to me. So I ran Yonkers and then I worked the New York city marathon and then I went to run Philly. Um, so a month later, so, you know, that's, yeah, you know, why not? And, um, and I think it's just setting new goals, right? So something that I decided to do was to do the, um, dopey challenge, mm -hmm. which is, um, part of Walt Disney world's marathon weekend in January. So it's four days in a row, 5k, 10k, half and full. So in order to do that, I was like, I need to train by running more marathons and some back to back races and stuff like that. So that's where that came from. Mm -hmm. And then it was, training for my first 50 K. And so, so it's just kind of setting new goals and, you know, challenging myself more and more. And that's, and that's also allowed me to go run marathons, you know, all over the country. Right. How, how, how many marathons have you run now? Uh, 22. Okay. And in how many States? Oh, that, I don't know. That's a really good question. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I'm not, I, I have so many friends who are doing like the 50 States Club and, you know, I just don't, haven't kept track that way. Okay. So, um, I mean, I've gone to many States and partly with some friends who, you know, that is their goal to do a marathon in every state. 
um, and sometimes you tag along. Um, a good friend, Jim Diego, he just finished his 50 states um, last November in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay. And so he was, that was going to be a milestone for him. So I was like, you know what, let me go do that. Um, because that, that was going to be a cool celebration for you. Absolutely. Um, so, so it's great doing that. And Jim, like he, he's, you think I'm, you know, running a lot of marathons. I think he ran like 38 marathons last year all over the world. You know, um, that's he runs, incredible. Yeah, he runs in Vietnam and Australia and Amsterdam. Like he's like, I don't even know how he does it, but he does. Um, but it's just, you know, it's great to just travel the country, you know, with friends and um, and see new places. I mean, as you know, running a marathon is a great way to see a city. Oh, absolutely. You're running all over the city. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. And so you get a feel for the city and the people and you even like, oh, there's that there's like a restaurant that I might want to eat at. That's cool. I'm going to clock that, you know, the mess, the restaurant I passed at mile 18, you know, that that's like the best part, because then you're running and you smell the food and you're like, oh, right. I'm I'm hungry Um, for something that that's that that's not a gel or some other, you know, thing that that I'm sucking down. And like that smells really good. I'm gonna have to remember sort of where I am right now, um, yeah, so that I can come back here. Yeah, definitely. All right. So you you run you run a, t- a ton of distances and a bunch of races. Do you have a preferred distance? Um, I like you know what I like the marathon distance. Mm-hmm. Why? Uh, I feel like it's it's a big challenge. I mean, not that the other distances aren't, Mm -hmm. you know, something that, you know, our good friend Brian Shaw says, you know, he's, he's always like respect the distance, right? you know, so no matter if you're running a one mile race or, you know, a marathon, you got to respect the distance you're running. And that's something that I think about a lot, but I feel that with a marathon, it's, you're just out there and you're really pushing yourself. Cause you know, I'm like a six hour marathoner, you know, on a good right. day. Right. And you know, a lot of times it takes me longer, you know, and I feel like it just, it's really pushing me and pushing me to my limits and really testing, you know, what, you know, where I can go. And in a way it's a bigger sense of accomplishment. I mean, I, I, Agree with you. Um, so far, the people that I've talked to, you know, you know, Terry likes the half, Catherine likes 10Ks. Yeah. And in other, conver- <coughs> excuse me, in, in other conversations I've had, you know, a lot of people love like the half marathon distance. But I agree with you. Like, I love the marathon distance. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what, one of my, my very good friends who's co owner of, of our coaching business, he loves ultras. Um, and the way that he talks about ultras is the way that I talk about marathons. I'm, I'm happy to finally hear from somebody else that they also love running marathons. Oh, yeah, definitely. Now, for somebody who is new to marathons, what what advice would you give give to them? Or uh, like, like, what do you think they should know about running that distance? Um, I mean, first thing 
is I would say find a good training plan, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and or coach, you know, people that you can talk to who has the experience. Um, and, And I think there is a difference between talking to friends who have run marathons and talking to a coach or, you know, and or training plan who can really work with you to get you to your goal. Right. So for my first marathon, I, I went with the run smart project Mm -hmm. and I picked their plan. I think it's literally called, please get me to the start line of my first (laughs) marathon in one piece, you know, because I was so afraid of training and running those long, you know, miles and getting hurt. So I didn't want to do that. So it was a very conservative plan, but it was perfect for me. Um, and actually like there, I think the long run I did before, before I did the marathon, the longest they had me run was 17 miles. Okay. It was that conservative. Wow. And, and it was great. It was great for me. Um, you know, but I would say that, you know, no matter what your goal is for your first marathon, I would find a good training plan and talk to a coach. Um, you know, just to keep it safe. So, you know, so you're not just, you know, you know, because you're going into an unknown territory. So no matter how much experience you've had, I think it's worth talking to someone and going through a good training plan. Um, and then I think that's where it begins, you know, because the people you talk to will be able to talk you through, you know, nutrition and, you know, and in your training runs, you're going to get a chance to practice all of that. Right. You know, and I think that's what's great about training runs is that it's rehearsal, you know, coming from the theater world, you know, you have to rehearse and you have to practice things and see what works and doesn't work. And, you know, it may be cliche and it's it might be something that you've heard a thousand times, but there's so much truth to it, especially when you get to training for a marathon Um, just because you're out there for that much longer and you really, you know, should have a chance for your body to acclimate to running longer and longer distances and, you know, you know, do it in hot weather or cold weather, you know, depending on, you know, what weather your marathon might be like, you know, those are all things you can practice your shoes, your socks your outfits, your nutrition, like all of that. Like, how are you going to carry everything? Um, do they allow, you know, camelbacks? Do they allow, you know, fit belts? You know, it's just, it's all practice. And because you don't, you may not know. And oh, this might yeah. be your first time running like over a half marathon distance, you know? So, so it's all, you know, that's the advice I would give to, you know, find a good training plan and coach and then, you know, just practice and train from there yeah i i think that that's spot on um you know a, a a big a big sort of component to the the online coaching that coach andy and i do is that um one we want our runners to have as much communication with us as possible because they'll have questions things come up um and it's helpful when you have a question and you shoot out an, an email and you get a response back on, on, on the same day versus like two or three days later when maybe it doesn't matter anymore. Um, yeah. But also yeah. really trying to, you know, I, I 
currently coach runners who who sometimes struggle with oh you know they're like hey I missed today's run how should I make it up and having to to tell them or or even just to, just to remind them life happens it is okay to miss a run you know if if that means that you took an, an extra rest day great if it meant that you could take care of something and not have to worry about it later great that is okay or if you you had to cut a run short that is also okay because it's yeah. all a learning experience so that you you know okay i i couldn't quite finish 8 miles today uh it was it was too hot and i, I didn't have enough water well now you know yeah. for next time find find a, another way to carry some extra water or carry some some cash on you so that you can go and buy water if you have to um, cuz then the more you learn those things you know your, your body your body's always getting stronger throughout whatever run you you do um, but now you're, you're tacking on the, the, the mental aspect of learning where, oh, yeah. where things go um, so that on race day, you're like, okay, I've been through all of these things. I now have a pretty good sense of what's going to happen and how I will feel. Um, and now I'm just going to go out and do the best I can. Yeah, and I think the great thing about what you and Andy are doing is that you know, you do have that personal attention and care where like I, I once, I think I trained for a race and I was using some sort of app, you know, this training mm -hmm. app and they kind of, I felt they were a little weird and judgy, you know, <laughs> like they didn't really know me. They just kind of saw what I was doing. And there was this one, like 25 K I ran, it was a trail race. And I was using it as part of training. Mm -hmm. And the night before, or the two days before the race, it had been raining heavily. So the trail was just completely muddy and really hard to navigate. Yeah. And so it took me a lot longer than expected. And I input that information into the training app. And the training app was like, uh, are you sure that's correct? Because that just doesn't seem right. And I'm like, okay, if if you were a human, right. I could say to you, you know, the trails were really washed with mud. That's why it took longer, you know, stuff like that, but right. because it was a robot or, you know, an algorithm, it just didn't feel, you know, it felt like they were kind of judgy without not knowing, you know, not knowing the circumstances. Right. So I feel like, you know, with the training program like yours and the, you know, the quickness in which you respond and you know, your trainee you know, that I think that's the way to go. Thank you. Um, and and we, we hope that other people agree with that as well. Um, but like, I, I think you're right. Like, like there are so many apps these days that, that provide a free training plan or if you pay a certain price, you, you, you get a training plan and, and access to some e-coach who may or may not know you or who is working with hundreds of other runners who right. only have so much time to, to commit looking at your plan and what you're doing um and at least like for us my runners can be like today was an off day my foot was hurting so i slowed down and then I'm like okay well let's see how your, your foot feels can you go see someone great um yeah you know that way we're always sort of on top of what's happening with them and can adjust their plan if i need to um if they, they their if their pt or doctor says don't run for a week. Like, okay, great. 
then let's modify you know the the following week's training so that you aren't jumping right back into something where where you might not be ready for it. Um, let's e- ease you back in, uh, so that way yeah. you don't get re-injured, um, and so you you can be confident that you're getting stronger and not hurting yourself. Yeah. I mean, and something that I've learned is that, and what you just reminded me of is that it takes a team, you know, like it used to be that I would think, oh, you know, professional athletes, they have, they have this team, right? They have their, you know, PT person, they have a masseuse, they have, you know, they have a lot of people around them and, you know, but knowing, like having gone through the experiences I've gone through, like you need a team. You know, like when I was in New York, I, after I ran my half, um, I was experiencing some hip pain. So I Mm -hmm. found a, you know, PT, we, he helped me correct that. And then I would just go back to see him, you know, once in a while for just some maintenance. You know, I worked with the nutritionist for a little bit because I didn't feel like I was eating the right kind of things. You know, I worked with a personal trainer at one point, you know, so you just need, you need those people, you know, you need the coaches, the PTs, the massage therapists, you need all of that in your life. If you're going to be, you know, going out there and challenging yourself in, you know, in long runs or, or any kind of, you know, physical challenges like that, you need those people in your life. Absolutely. Okay. So we've been pretty serious. We're going to switch gears a little bit. Um, tell us about the best run. You, you, you've done a ton of races and, and training runs in your life. And I, I'm sure there are probably a bunch of ones that, that stand out as being like particularly great. Mm-hmm. Can you try and find maybe one especially that, that was just like a really great run for you? Um, I think that one of the first ones that come to mind is that my second 50k, um, part, partly because my first 50k was really bad. Um, my first 50k was in Wisconsin in September, and it was supposed to be usually Wisconsin September, beautiful like 50s, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Not a technical trail beautiful meadows, you know, all of that. That year, it ended up being an unseasonable, like 90 degrees. Oh, my God. Yeah. So no tree cover because beautiful Wisconsin meadows. Mm -hmm. And we were all in bad shape. It was one of those races where there was also a 50 miler. Yeah. And the last 10 miles, the 50K and the 50 miler, you know, the courses merged. And everyone was walking. We were just all walking. Like the people, you're seeing people who look like they usually win races. Right. They, they were walking. But the cool thing about that was that we, we all took care of each other. And this is what I love about the running community, especially the long distance running community and the ultra community. You, you, you're all out there running the same distance and you all are taking care of each other, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, at that race, it was really bad. We were, you know, you can tell the people at the fluid stations, they were really looking at us and scrutinizing us to see if we were suffering from heat stroke. It was like that bad. Wow. Um, so that race was, did not go as planned. Um, but I finished it. And so I decided to do another 50 K 
uh, I think three months later, it was December in New York City. <laughs> so I was like, at least it won't be hot. True. Um, and it was in this park in Queens. And it was five loops. No, no, no. It was 10 5K loops. Okay. So, you know, for anyone who's done a looped race, especially, you know, that many loops, that's a mental challenge in itself. Because, oh, for sure. You know, you're just like running around in circles, literally. Um, but that race, it was a smaller race, and it was uh, two-thirds trail and one-third road. The okay. road leading in and out of the start-finish was, you know, uh, a road. And it was so much fun, you know, partly because with a smaller race, you get to know everyone. And even as you're getting lapped by the, you know, front runners, you know, people are cheering each other on. And I met this guy uh, who I ran a lot of the race with. Um, he's, uh, an older seasoned gentleman, Dave, who is actually, um, one of the leading streakers of the New York city marathon. Oh, nice. I think he's run the marathon like 27 times wow. in a row or more. Um, but he, we just were, we were chatting about all his marathons and all his ultra marathons and we were just running together. And, you know, we ended up being the last two to finish in, within the time cutoff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just so fun. And, you know, our last loop, we were the last two runners that they allowed to go because a, the sun was about to set <laughs> and B, and they had warned us about this. They took away all the arrows. Oh, okay. You know, so yeah. they had told us, you know, that they were going to do that. And we were like, okay. And they're like, you know, you've run it nine times. You should know where you're going. Right, right, right. And I'm like, Okay. Um, and it was getting darker and Dave was not as good on the trail, especially since he was very tired. Mm -hmm. So then I had a new goal, which was to make sure Dave and I got off the trail before it got really dark. Okay. Um, and we did it and it was just amazing. And, you know, our last loop was probably one of my fastest loops. And it was also just amazing to me that you know, after running a marathon distance that you can do that for the last 5k. Right. You know, awesome. so it, that was my redemption 50k. Um, and that was, I think that was one of my favorite races. That's awesome. And, and, and you made a buddy and that's always yeah, awesome. Totally. Um, sorry, if you can hear squeaking, it's because I'm dog sitting and okay. the dog is <laughs> playing with the squeaky toy. It's okay. Okay, stop playing with the squeaky toy. Okay. She's like, no, I want my squeaky toy. That's, Anyways. That's fair. Um, so we, we've, we've covered, so actually through our other conversation, we've we covered a bunch of other questions. Um, so we're almost done. Um, okay. Do you have oh, – actually, I'm not going to ask that one. What, what I will ask is how, how has running uh, impacted or affected your relationships with – other people um i mean it's changed them i it's just i mean it's a total 180 right i mean i think it's one thing you know making friends you know and all of that but it's another thing when you're all going through a physical challenge of some sort like i think it just opens people up and i think it makes people more receptive and and in a way more kind Mm -hmm. You know, like, I think we've all run races where, 
either you're suffering or you see other runners suffering. And just the running community is just so generous in that way. You know, you like people have reached out to help me at races and I try to do the same and reach out and help people at races. You know, you're just like, it gets to a point where, you know, and I've never won a race, you know, so I've never been a front runner, but it, it gets to a point where it doesn't matter. You know, right. it like people have stopped to, you know, check on me and maybe miss their goal, you know, mm -hmm. in doing so. But it's, but it's that's the way the running community is because we've all been there exactly. and i think and i think people are just so kind and open with their advice and you know just like helping everyone out like people have offered me a hat if i forgot a hat you know like or a buff or i've offered like a shirt or you know mm -hmm. just something where you're just like yeah that's how that's how it is so i think you know, it's totally, you know, changed my perspective on, you know, relationships, you know, where you're just more open. And I feel like people are more kind in the running community. That's awesome. I mean, I, 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 I think you're completely right. Um, I've, I've, I, I've witnessed those things for myself. I, I've offered up gloves or, or uh, warmers of some sort to, to, to people who need them if I, if I have something. Um, yeah. You know, and like it's, it. It's really astounding to see, and I, I, I'm, I've, I've never won like a NYRR race, but I, I've placed in like my age group for other things. Yeah. And and, and then you see that, even at like the like the the, the front, um, I I've seen people slow down and be like, oh hey man, are you okay? Um, oh yeah. And, and check on people. Uh, I, I've been in in a couple of, of half marathons where like, you know, I, I'm I'm with a group who's running 130, and I I've been suffering and, and I stopped to walk and I've had people stop and be like, "Are you okay? Do you need anything?" And then often those people are trying to go for uh, for a sub 130 or for 125 or for something, and they let that go, you know, to to talk to a stranger, to make sure that they're okay. Yeah, and like it, it's a very it, it's it's so common um, that you know I, I hope people don't take it for granted because it's 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 a beautiful thing. Yeah, and I mean, like it it actually reminds me of Route sixty six marathon this mm -hmm. past year. I think it was like in the thirties and raining um, for a little bit, oh. and there was this one guy who I came upon who had two other runners with him. It was his first time running a marathon because mm -hmm. he had a bib that said that, but he was suffering from hyperthermia. Oof. And this was like mile, I want to say 17. Oh, wow. So yeah. there was no way he was going to push through the last nine miles. Right. right. And people were asking the two runners who had stopped and were walking with him. They were asking if we had hand warmers and I happened to have one mm -hmm. and I gave it to them. And then, one of them, you know, like ran ahead, you know, to try to flag someone down to get him help. I mean, obviously, like those people, you know, they're sacrificing whatever time or whatever to help this guy out and make sure he gets the medical care he needs. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, you know, you feel for that guy, but at least, you know, you know that he's getting help. Exactly. And, you know, and hopefully he'll go out and try another marathon, you yeah. know, very soon. Yeah. Okay. Very important question, Winnie. 
um, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, or The Hunger Games? Oh. Huh. I would say, are we talking books or movies? Ooh, that's that's good. Let's, um, well, let's do both. If, okay. if books, which one? Uh, books, I mean, I guess my answer would be the same for both. Okay. Um, I mean, I think I would pick Lord of the Rings for both. Okay. Um, just because, you know, there's just so many layers and it's so deep. Although I have to say that if I were to pick up any books to read between those three mm -hmm. um, series, you know, I would probably just like for fun read, like pick up Harry Potter. Okay. You know? Okay. Um, Cause that's an easier thing to just pick up. Um, and then, yeah, for movies, I would definitely say Lord of the Rings, partly because I've seen all three of those mm -hmm. and I haven't seen <laughs> uh, all the Harry Potters and I've, I haven't seen any Hunger Games at all. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. That's fair. Awesome. Thank you, Wayne. This has been so lovely. Uh, those are all of my, like, formal, formal questions I have for you. Um, and I think that this is great. Like, I love hearing your stories and how, and how you, you started. You know, you are legitimately, like, one of my favorite people. Um, and to our invisible audience Winnie is truly amazing just as a person as a human being super supportive super friendly um you know I I am a fairly shy and quiet person a little less shy now these days um but like Winnie Winnie brings out uh, I think the best in a lot of people um and I'm so glad that you are a part of my life, but also the, the broader running community because I think you're a true asset to it. Um, and I'm so glad that I, I got to talk to you. Thank you so much for inviting me. And I feel the same about you. Um, and I, I mean, I have to say it's all about paying it forward, right? Yeah. You know, the people you meet and I think the positivity that, you know, we all try to, you know, place in the world you know it's all about you know paying it forward and any you know any niceties that you know I got at any race or you know training or even running around in the park you know you just want to pay it forward to the next person of you course. know so yeah at least that's what I try to do <laughs> I I think that 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 is dead on and um I think that's something that every runner should, should try and 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 strive to do I, I it's it is really what makes our community unique um and and, yeah. and so supportive yeah and i have to just say um that you know of all the races i've done you know the most support i've gotten is usually when i fail yeah and you know not because people are making fun of me or people are like oh i knew you couldn't do it you know, it's because we've all been there. Yeah. You know, those DNFs mean something. Absolutely. And, you know, I was trying for my first 50 miler last September and I totally psyched myself out. I didn't train and prepare for it mentally or physically and I just couldn't do it. You know, but the amount of support you get, you know, 
in those situations, it's, it's astounding, you know, cause we've all been there and, you know, you just find that people are rooting for you, yeah. you know? Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Winnie. This was great. Thanks, um, Nick. <laughs> Hey everyone, thank you for stopping by today's episode with Winnie Locke. I hope you enjoyed uh, our conversation and maybe hope that you uh, come back again and uh, join us for our, our next one. Thanks for stopping by, guys.